0: Our time is 10 minutes after one o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the Power Zone right here on Power 98.7. A big thank you to you for starting the day with us in this particular fashion. We're going into developments and just interviews, looking at just what has been happening around us. Just a reminder, and maybe for those that are wondering as to what is happening here, yeah, we're really parking our regular Power Zone sponsor rep, and we're going into uh, just developments and news uh, that would then matter to me and you in this particular space. Not saying that we're not going to be talking sports anymore uh, but then we're saying that uh, we're just uh, more or less looking at how then uh, we can uh, navigate uh, the uh, second hour of uh, the, se- the the power zone in a different fashion uh, going forward. So I want us to now uh, just bring in Sandy Matlangu. Sandy uh, is a senior uh, there at the Northwest University. He's a campus leader and he'll come through to give us a sense of uh, this particular incident uh, that we hear uh, took place at uh, the institution. Uh, this conversation with Sandile uh, taking place uh, between now 1 o'clock and 1.30, where we'll take a look at uh, those developments coming out of the institution. Uh, just uh, hearing here uh, that uh, really there was a student, or there's a student here uh, that uh, has been or was uh, temporarily suspended. It looks like that has since been lifted. We hear that the institution experienced a case of intolerance uh, at uh, one of its institutions here or one of its uh, campuses, uh, a registration and orientation program uh, that has been taking place uh, there. Uh, there was a disruption of uh, that particular program, uh, you know, where uh, members of the LGBTQI a plus, uh, we're having a session. Uh, this senior student is Sean Christie, and Sandile uh, joins us now. You at home, you're welcome to also form part of the show. Uh, this begins 0861 000 Also, there by X, we go by at PowerFM 987 at katlero Lerodi underscore. Sandile welcome to the show. Good morning, Kata. good morning to Power987
1: listeners.
0: Yeah, no, thank you very much, Sandy, uh, for giving us uh, your time. I mean, yeah, you must be a very busy man right now because you're a senior. Uh, so I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Not really.
1: <laughs> Not really, but yeah, we try.
0: How's it going? How's it going, buddy?
1: It's been good. It's been well. Um, the we kids trying to find our feet. Ah, but yeah it's been good good. I'm trying to
0: amp you up here that you're a senior (laughs) you know I want you to own it (laughs) (laughs) you know you know I'm a senior now and the lion so you need to more or less guide those young ones that are coming in and you're like I'm your big Mm -hmm. brother I'm here for you I can show you where what is uh, and you can count on me if there's anyone here who's giving you problems but then we we, we really see them uh, more or less I guess uh, going into This particular space, it's uh, the R and O week. Uh, So uh, that program uh, that we often see at the beginning of the year, many institutions uh, embarking on that particular uh, process. Before we even go into this particular incident, maybe give us a sense of how things are faring or how uh, then the atmosphere is at the institution at this at this point in time. Looking at the fact that it's the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, it's just. I can say the campus, it's active, it's alive. Uh, there's a lot of up and downs because like as you mentioned, it's R&O registration and orientation. So it's, it's alive, it's busy, it's buzzing with first years, uh, excited to start the academic year, returning students also um, excited to start the academic year. So it, it, it's a vibe, it's busy. You feel that it's been um, a while since people haven't been on campus. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there's a lot of activities and a lot of preparation for the upcoming academic year and also just trying to get uh, first years familiar with the space of um, the university space and how actually the university works and the principles and all that has to do with the institution and how they could actually get to their classes, um, get to the, to the library, whatever they need, all the services, the clinic, the the IT centre and all the things that we have on campus. So it's a a buzz, it's a very, there's a lot of up and down those first years wearing same shirts, busy marching (laughs) in the line, going up and down. So there is a lot of activity happening at campus. Yeah, it's
0: taking me back to uh, my first year, right, where uh, then it's a totally new environment altogether. You are constantly anxious, you know, uh, acting as if they've arrived, they know the place and then uh, there are others as well. It's a different ball game altogether because now you're pushing independence and you have to really find and navigate your way through the fact that you're an adult now. You know, just a month ago, you were being cooked for, you were being cleaned for, (laughs) so all of that has changed, Uh, but it's an exciting one because a new journey is starting here and we see a lot of people just looking forward to how then uh, these doors of learning that have been opened here are going to work for them. I'm glad that there's that excitement, there's that mood Uh, the spirit of ensuring that we're starting uh, this academic year and often around uh, this time and I just yeah uh, disheartened uh, Sunday by uh, the incident that I saw take place Mm -hmm. at the CPUT where Mm -hmm. uh, they were evicting uh, students I think it has to do with NSWAS I'm not sure if it's related uh, but I saw a video uh, that was uh, just something that was disheartening to see a first year student now confused and and it's like that thing that, uh, like I'm saying now you are dazed, right? You are in a, it's a new environment. You're trying to find your feet. And this is how then one gets to start their year. Do we see the similar frustrations uh, playing out there at the Northwest University? Or is a seamless one? Uh, we're not even expecting to see demonstrations as per how we tend to see the fees must fall and rest and everything else that has to do uh, with finding the, the learners or students here taken to uh, the streets. So what are you picking up from uh, from the
1: ground, I think uh, institutions have sort of become aware that actually there there might be or there are protests at the beginning of the year. So you find more or less, um, oh, let me say, most uh, institutions you, they try to avoid the pro- the. the the disruptement to get into to to get to into the phase of protest. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they try to resolve whatever is outstanding or whatever matter that needs to be dealt with um, behind closed doors, I should say, uh, before it uh, students actually really take it from the streets. I mean, at the beginning, before actually before uh, R and O at the Northwest University, mm-hmm. there were students who also were anxious about actually are they going to come back on campus because mm-hmm. they still have outstanding. Are um, standing our uh, balances from the previous academic year, but fortunately, uh the university was like we will pay for you. Sign an AOD, which is admission of debt, will allow you back then. Then, as first, will settle the bill during the course of the year. So, the universities now are smart, I should say, that they try to deal with the matter before it gets out of it gets out of hand. And I think with the CP. Incident, there was a student from uh, one of the residences mm. and there was a, yes, there was a mess. I think there, there was a mishap between the student and also the funding and the institution as well, which led to the student being kicked out of the institution. And you can imagine someone coming from the Eastern Cape, or Cape and then, then now they're in the Western Cape and they arrive, there with luggage and all those things. And now you kick them out you kick them out, where are they going to go with luggage? They know no one there. Chances are they're also confused of what's happening. They are new in the space. There's a lot of anxiety happening. The academic year has to start as well. Classes actually began this week on Monday. So there's a lot that happens and universities now actually do try to prevent that thing from happening and actually deal with it before it gets out of hand. I don't know, maybe it's some institutions tend to be uh, delayed when it coming when coming to that I mean for the first time this year we didn't see protests from VIDS and UJ uh, and U but UP as well so which is which just shows that institutions try to actually prevent the issue from happening and try to deal with something before it really gets out of hand because if there's a pattern somewhere or another it has to be stopped so mm-hmm. now we trying to it's be we slowly moving away from the protests and dealing with matters before the Beginning of the
0: academic year. Yeah, I mean these institutions have also picked it up, and they've seen uh, that it doesn't help them. It doesn't give them a a good, uh, you know, reputation or some somewhat of an image. Uh, if we then tend to see uh, the institution in the news every year, uh, you know, when the year starts and we see the institution in the news, so it's just one of those uh, that maybe they're trying to strategize and uh, ensure uh, that uh, you know we find uh, the doors of learning not disrupted and classes delayed in this particular fashion. But then we see your institution, Day, in the spotlight when it comes to this particular incident here. We know very well that the doors of learning have really the Constitution enshrined that they should be open for all. all, right? Whether you are a person that is black, whether you are white, whether you are lesbian, whether you are gay or straight, or whether you are Muslim or Christian, it really doesn't matter. Education is basically that. And here we see this particular senior here just finding themselves, finding himself in hot water when it comes to this particular incident. Sean Christie, tell us what happened because it seems that he more or less did not or stepped on the toes of members of the LGBTQIA plus there at the institution during this particular RNO. A program. What happened here?
1: Actually, uh, from my personal observation, it's a casualty situation, ah. right? So what happened was Sean um, Christie was firstly informed by a peer helper. So a peer helper is uh, people who are designated by the university to assist first years. Ah. So peer helpers in residences help with um, your psychological uh fitness your 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 budget your academics, all those things that have to do with first years and academics and juggling life and whatsoever, so a peer helper came to uh one tuition and informed Sean that actually during these information sessions, first years are forced to. Not necessarily forced, but because they are not told you can leave, but it's a thing of you have to sit and listen to this information session that you're given by the university. So, what happened is when Sean was informed about that, he mm-hmm. then decided to do further investigation and uh, disguised himself as a first year student, wore a purple shirt because NW first, uh, first years during the RO program wear purple shirts, mm-hmm. right? The university shirts. Mm-hmm. So, he disguised himself as a university student, wore a purple shirt, went to the, amphi-, the school's amphitheater. Said then, during, um said them a, during a session, a university formal session. And during the session, it was a couple of things that were discussed. I think one of them, it was the psychological fitness, environmental awareness, and part of those, it was the LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. um, conversation as well. So while the... Um, the facilitator was busy when the facilitator was busy touching a bit on uh, the issues of the LGBTIQA+ plus community sean stood up went to the front and spoke to the fact that the um, uh, students of first years are forced to attend uh, these sessions and forced to listen to these sessions they don't have the will to, to stand up or leave so he disrupted the session the formal session and that's where the universities um has a problem that of course he might have a freedom of speech if you're not happy with something but you disrupted a formal sitting. you stood in front of the audience and spoke to entire uh, amphitheater stating that the university is forcing you to listen to this information session uh he mentioned Something along the lines of as christians uh, i 'm quoting now, as Christians, we are not allowed whenever we want to voice, voice whatever we want to vote, it's sort of uh, attacked, but the um, LGBTI community sessions are forced upon us, and we are supposed to sit when supposed to sit down and listen to these sessions, but it really is not fair enough, so while you are saying that um, protection service on campus came and asked him to nicely. Move because you're disturbing a formal setting, and then while that happened as well, he then uh, we then got the news on Friday that he he has been temporarily suspended. so that's what happened. He disturbed a formal setting a university's yeah. formal setting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're saying it's a catch-22, and you are a senior there. You've been at the institution. Is this something that you've picked up uh, as well, uh, where you can say that uh, maybe uh, probably the rules of the game are not clear in terms of this being voluntary? You're not forced to form part of this process and uh, the likes. Is it that clear? Uh, Or could he have been just more or less uh, worried about the fact that uh, these are members of the LGBTQI+, that? are doing this and then as a christian since he's mentioning the fact that as christians we are then that could have been his motivation for wanting to disguise and even go to a point of you know disrupting this particular Mm -hmm. process
1: Mm -hmm. yes i think it's a thing of because the the sessions are organized by the university Mm -hmm. and they're trying to inform first years of the things that the university pride itself off, right? And the, what exactly happens in the institution, right? Mm-hmm. So now as a first year, you just arrive at a place, um, you are really not told whether you have a will to come or attend or not attend these things.
0: And, and someone you, you who have knows... to. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. in, in good spirit, you have mm-hmm. to attend mm-hmm. these things so you know and you are aware of what is happening. I, I mean, the institution can easily just say uh, that uh, this is a two hour session, stay for an hour. After an hour, if you're not sold, then you're welcome uh, to go. Uh, but uh, just to basically say that, uh, you know, you have a choice to say, I want to go there, I don't want to go there, I think that is robbing uh, the students of an opportunity to really find themselves. Also looking at the fact that you are coming into this new environment altogether, and this is a platform for you to really know where you warm up to or how things tend to fare at the institution. Is, is it a, a compulsory uh, you know, policy that says that you have to uh, form part of these processes? Or the university as well, uh, with them not being clear, they too are to blame for where uh, these students and where then Sean finds himself. Selfie.
1: I think the university is also is to blame on this side because it's an unspoken rule, right mm. that when you you' of course uh, I do agree with you when you say you you're missing out of information because you don't know where you are at, you're arriving at this place, it's a new environment, mm. it's a new space you've never been here, chances are uh, you know no one at the space and you sort of want to attend these sessions and know what the university stands for and what exactly is happening on the university so that you don't get lost during the course of the year or you don't really find your feet because these sessions are meant to help people find their feet in the university because they know that it can be overwhelming right so now it's an unspoken rule so I think people don't know that they actually can opt-up. But also another problematic thing that has been happening is that it sort of made a thing that all first years are, it is compulsory for them to attend in, uh, RNO sessions, mm-hmm. right? It is, it is compulsory for them to attend all RNO sessions so that mm-hmm. they know who are uh, all the things that need to happen I mean who wants who doesn't want to be part of orientation but also as well um when coming to Sean's side his argument is that but information as much as he say we must we need to uh, attend this but information certain information is pushed down our throats. I'm quoting him now Mm -hmm. he said certain information is pushed down our throats and we don't really have a free will to decide to choose whether I want to do this or I want to do that
0: you're a first year And, and, and it's not like anyone is forcing anything down your throat. You're a first year. You need to know uh, the ins and the outs, the ongoing, the programs of the institution uh, so that you can make a decision of whether you want to join an SCO, you want to join the Christianity gang, or you mm-hmm. want to join uh, members of the LGBTQI, you want to go to debate, you are a debater. You want to. It, it helps you to really then find mm-hmm. your feet. Uh, so... so, so uh, when, when you look at it, uh, then uh, what uh, would be the responsibility of the institution uh, going forward here? Uh, has Sean, uh, you know, managed to uh, more or less open their eyes uh, some, somewhat uh, to the realities of how then or where uh, some of, students, of these students uh, find uh, themselves? Uh, be, because uh, I, I feel like they have to also more or less shoulder uh, some of the responsibilities here, especially looking at the fact that this is a senior that is coming into a dream. Junior yes. event yes. and you know yes. saying all of these things laying bare all of these gaps that exist mm-hmm. so if i'm a first year now i already i'm questioning myself to say it's not make sure this university is mm-hmm. not make sure i mean yeah is this one of those institutions whereby someone is just going to get up and then you know do as they because we are a senior now and and all of those mm-hmm. i think the institution also has somewhat of a responsibility has there been a, a, a statement released do we understand why then are they suspended him temporarily and lifted it
1: okay so the university said uh, he disrupted a formal sitting cause um with sean when was sean was still temporarily suspended he went to afri forum right after forum youth and then they partnered together and they helped him through the legal proceedings Mm. and then that's why now he is partially allowed back on campus but he's not allowed to participate in any of the activities he is only allowed to do academic activities that's the only thing that he can do for now on, on campus. So what happened is after that, um, the university said because you, as much as you say you have freedom of expression, you you blocked certain uh, uh, certain students' freedom of access to information. Because now you 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 don't want them to hear the information that's said because you disrupted that. So from the, the university released two statements. The first one was saying that just to inform uh, students that um, the, um, Sean has been temporarily suspended mm-hmm. because he infringed on other students' rights because they couldn't access information because he disturbed the proceedings. But interestingly enough, while Sean was speaking and he raised his, uh, his grievances, certain students in the amphitheater agreed with him and they left after he, he 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 stood up so they followed him after he stood up say, i think these are the students who agreed with him and they said they don't want to be here because they don't agree with the information that's been Obviously, he's
0: planted something. So he's Mm -hmm. planted Mm -hmm. something. So more or less, if you were bored, you would obviously opt to stand up and go. If you were fiddling (laughs) with your phone and you're like, I I rather be outside grabbing a beer, then you you would see it as a you know a a scapegoat, or you would more or less see as an opportunity here for you to to leave uh, this particular case. But also, I mean, Sandila, what I'm picking up, I'm picking up racial undertones uh, Mm -hmm. that are coming from uh, this particular incident here. And whether we we want to take it there and others would say, no, let's not take it there or not, for the fact that also we have now AfriForum roped in here uh, to want to represent, uh, you know, Sean in this particular Mm -hmm, incident, mm -hmm. it tells us that it might have been different if it was a black student, if it was you Sunday that stood up uh, to say that, uh, you know, let's walk out, let's stage a walk out, we are not forced, there's no clause or anything of that particular nature. It could have been bad for you, you could have been dismissed, you could have it could mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. The academic year could have been compromised uh, because of uh, this particular uh, incident. Uh, am I am I right in my observations, and of 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 all of these things uh, that that have happened here, and also maybe in those that stood up? Are you picking up also maybe an element of race uh, that is coming forward mm-hmm. here uh, to say there is some sort of a, a of a, a grouping here, or those that are really more or less seeing from the same hymn book, uh, but it's a racial, uh, you know, more or less when you look at what is happening uh, from a distance?
1: Not necessarily. I think with the Afri Forum stepping in, it starts now to go to the racial racial factors Mm -hmm. of it. Because this is something similar also happened last year where a a white student said, Why are white students not in the amphitheater? There was an issue whereby there was no enough capacity and other students were uh based in they took them to lecture halls and they mm-hmm. couldn't go to the amphitheater. And then now this white student said, Well, it looks like the majority of the white students are the ones in the lecture halls and not in the amphitheater. And then Afri Forums um came in and then helped her with her legal battles. So I think once Afri Forum starts to step, in, that racial element starts to to, to also be a thing, because also I was looking at some of the pictures, some of the visuals that happened because after his um temporary expulsion there were there were protests, Iran was mainly white people who were protesting outside the university. Mm. Gates actually protesting against this thing from happening, but also it's a it's a grouping of there there the are some white people who are part of it, but mostly I see there's a there's a lot of support coming from the Christian uh, mm-hmm. side of things. Also, the ACDP call, uh, released a statement in support of uh, Sean as well. So there's a lot of the Christian grouping that's supporting uh, uh, Sean with his statement and his stand. As, uh, in inverted comma standing to what he thinks uh, he is right for him. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, it's not necessarily a racial element, but mm-hmm. I think with AFIPORUM coming into the picture, it sort of created the thing as well, cause um, I think that's also, that's what pushed for a lot of white people coming out in a, a, a peaceful protest after the university's campus, just in support of Sean.
0: Yeah, no, you're right there. And I guess, yeah, I don't know how to then receive all of these developments and just hearing the fact that Forum stepped in, I just felt like they basically are a problem because they would tend to say that, you know, you can more or less go uh, run amok and we will be there uh, as an an organization to uh, more or less protect you in this particular regard. Uh, But uh, what does this temporary suspension mean? Do you guys understand what it means? Uh, do we uh, see him maybe uh, probably suspended from certain activities for a certain period of time as a sanction of some sort? Or he, only he knows uh, the conditions attached to this temporary suspension?
1: So from the information that we've received from the university and him as well is that well AFRI Forum through representing him of course, mm-hmm. it's that uh, now he's been partially, he's partially allowed. So the temporary suspension was a thing of he was not allowed on campus at all mm-hmm. or to participate on anything, even his academic work, he was not allowed to go or continue with attending classes and whatsoever. But with him being back on campus, it, uh, the university said that he has to report to the protection Service, every time he's on campus, that he's on campus and he's going to attend his classes. So the, this is he's the terms of uh, the partially uh, being back, uh, uh, partially being back on campus. And then we have to remember that the investigations are still going on. Yeah. So so far, the only thing that we have is that he's the the suspension has been uplifted. And now he's back on campus, but he can only the only thing that he could do on campus is attend classes and leave. He, he can't do anything more than that.
0: Yeah, uh, just a reminder to our listeners at home uh, that we're in conversation with uh, Sandile Matangu, uh, who's a student leader, uh, a senior uh, there at the university, the Northwest University, and is just giving us a sense of how things have been faring, especially around an incident around Sean Christie, uh, this senior uh, who then also finds himself, uh, you know, temporarily suspended or partially uh, in a way is lifted and, and it all has to do uh, with an incident here, Uh, Where then he questioned how things are going, uh, the goings there at uh, the university. So if you you are one person that has had a a similar experience in terms of your first year, or maybe you want to just reflect with us on how your first year has fared or your little one's first year, uh, if probably you are a parent, you've taken your young one uh, to school and they're trying to navigate uh, their first year, maybe give us a sense of how uh, you are receiving some of these uh, developments and how then you would like uh, to really see your young one uh, become independent. Uh, the lines are open. We're on 861 987 There by X, uh, we go by at Power FM 987. I wanted to uh, also just understand uh, here, uh, Sandile, you know, issues, the policies of the mm-hmm. institution, around uh, you know groupings around uh, members of the LGBTQI plus around Christianity versus Muslims or whoever around uh, issues of you wanting to play soccer instead of hockey around you wanting to be a debater instead of a soccer player Uh, how how, how does it say is there a policy of inclusion a policy of uh, more or less understanding or respecting one's choice in terms of how then uh, things are expected to go i mean it's you're your in a university uh, there are a plethora of ideas there are a plethora of skills and we're coming from uh, various of institutions and backgrounds so uh, they the the institution has to more or less be conducive for all of uh, you do you do you get a sense that in the policies in the r and o programs you get a sense that uh, there is that element of inclusion and an element of uh, ensuring that uh, you know we, we we become united in our diversity
1: basically yes uh, one thing I love about our institution is because it's that it's prides itself of every single thing right mm-hmm. Um. if you want to be if you're from a Christian background I think there's a about we call them societies. So the small groups we call them societies. So there's I think over over ten Christian societies, there's over four or five Muslim societies, there's more political societies, there's 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 a lot of societies on campus and whatever you wanna vent, want to venture into You get that uh, opportunity, whatever event each and every society wants to host, they're given the platform to host it however they want to host it, whenever they want to host it. So university really allows everyone to join anything and everything that they want to be part of. If you want to do sports, the, the sports office, the sports office welcomes everyone and has all types of sports. But I think... What's quite quite something that it's, it's I, I think it, it's, a, it's a racial thing as well, it's because Purchase Street Campus, there's a lot of uh, black and white um, uh, kids. So now racial tensions are always going to rise. So there's always that element of, oh, I won't... Go to that sports because it's dominated by white students or I won't go to those sports because it's dominated by black students for instance you'll find that more often than not a lot of white students are playing um, rugby and then a lot of uh, black students are playing soccer but that's not something that really prevents students from actually playing the sports because residences and the university actually encourages them to take part into anything and everything that they want to be part of and just to make you aware of something that And I think it's something that the university also needs to look into, because it's not the first time there's there's an attack on the LGBTQI plus community. Last year, late last year, actually, the um, pride flag was vandalized by someone on campus. So there's a big pride flag on campus near the same amphitheater. So uh, someone came with a spray paint and painted over the pride flag. So I think it's something, because the university thought maybe they thought that they dealt with that Incidents are uh, incident properly. Now they they can avoid any other future incidents, but it, it, This thing is starting to become a trend and attack on the LGBTQA plus community and what they stand for on campus I mean you can see with how also. Awesome. They are looked upon during when we have maybe the um, different societies have their tables like this coming, I think this coming next week actually, uh, different societies will be putting up their different stores and inviting all university students and officers to join or be part of their societies. So you see how the the, the pride our societies looked upon and you see how the Muslim societies looked upon at the Christian society or the... Um, other political societies are looked upon. So there's, there's, there's the, the that you can feel there's a certain separation among students and there's no unity in, in when it comes to actually accept ev- everyone for who they are because the mm. university policy say something else but also the shaping of the university students is another thing.
0: Yeah, transformation is a process man and not everyone is going to warm up to it or just immediately uh, you know more or less jump onto this particular train so you're going to find uh, gaps you're going to find those that are resistant to change uh, so we are Amongst them, we know very well uh, that uh, you know it's it's a different stroke for different folk uh, kind of a situation, which is why uh, then it's an entire community. When you get to a university and you're welcome, you're spoiled for choice, they give you that whole platform to say, If you want to play rugby, go there, go play rugby uh, and 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 uh, you know, fend for yourself. If you want to more or less, uh, you know, move into that space as a society and then you want to more or less join a church or anything else that has to do with that, uh, go that particular route but it gives you uh, that opportunity to then find yourself you know as a young person what ticks uh, your fancy what works for you I uh, was part of a debate group and I immediately knew uh, that uh, this is basically where uh, my life is going to go you know in terms of how and where I find myself now so you know very well that it gives you uh, that particular opportunity but as I'm speaking to you now and how you said that there was an incident around the pride flag Uh, being sprayed upon. Uh, How... how how did the uh, members of the LGBTQI plus uh, a plus uh, community receive uh, this particular incident? I'm sure there were seniors there, activists, those that would want uh, for uh, you know the young ones to understand and uh, you know be comfortable around who they are and not you know feel that uh, they are not accommodated as part of the uh, schooling uh, community. How did they take uh, this incident uh, by uh, Sean? Do we see them actually as well, uh, just as loud? and as visible and as uh, more or less resolute as you would you know see them boldly being colorful uh, in terms of how they would want to protect their being without anyone coming through to jinx to jinx it how did they uh, receive all of these developments and 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 do we see them really clearly represented there at the university hence you're saying that uh, we we had even that incident of a flag that was sprayed upon
1: Yes, um, well, I actually expected them to release uh, a statement, mm. but we haven't received any like formal communication from them. But I was engaging with some of them. Of course, they're not happy with what's happening. Of course, they're disappointed. But they actually feel like they are... If you don't want someone to listen to... Uh, an information session speaking about who they are then why am i at the university a platform where i'm supposed to learn right Mm -hmm. so they are disappointed they are devastated some with even the flag being vandalized last year, I remember some were even saying, are we even safe on campus if someone can do that and get away with it? But fortunately, they didn't get get away with it. They did get that person who vandalized the flag. But it's just to show that there, there, there is some sort of disappointment and they're not happy with how things are happening. Of course, they want to see certain things changing. They haven't been... Very out, really out there. But I know, I know that they they're sort of trying to do something, or they're planning to do something around it. For instance, with the vandalization of the Pride flag, what they did was there was this uh, big day where they decided that they're gonna redo the painting and repaint, uh, paint the. The, the, the redo the painting and just make it more colorful and more bigger and more yeah. brighter and actually just continue educating. That's why the society is important on campus just to continue educating people about their rights and how people should actually be treated. It doesn't matter how they choose to identify themselves and you actually have to respect people for who they are and what, and what they choose to be in life. And like if you don't believe in something, doesn't mean you have to ostracize that person. You have to respect them in the same way you expect them to respect you so i think it and also something that i really did pick up it's a thing of i think because it's an issue of uh the constitution what the constitution says the one person says well i have freedom of speech and the other person says infringement of my uh, the rights to access of information but I think also people really don't understand that even though we have these constitutional rights they come with limitations because you you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you can go around and fight violence because you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you can go around and spread hate or speak bad about People and because you have a right to access information doesn't mean you can go around and spread someone else's private information. So I think it also goes to people understanding the basic constitutional rights that even though you do have the rights to do something, you really need to understand that those rights come with limitations. Um,
0: yeah, no, uh, you, you're right, uh, and and this is something that uh, you know when you go into the university space, you uh, more or less have to grow, right? To develop an mm. open mind, you understand uh, the meaning of diversity and uh, this is why then we tend to see uh, people just finding themselves and hanging out with whoever uh, then uh, more or less they would warm up to uh, in terms of where uh, they really really uh, find uh, themselves i mean this is something that often we see a lot of people just talking about how they would want to it's like what you you find your your clan or you find mm-hmm. your how do they say it? your pack your yes, pack your I'm pack, trying to be yeah. cool you know or like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, the <laughs> terminology you know I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you find you find your pack and and
1: squat, your squad yeah.
0: you know and it, it mm-hmm. really you make sure that it works for you in uh, that particular uh, regard uh, do we see uh, you know more or less, uh, student politics also taking shape uh, in this particular regard. Is that also one of the considerations that you see a lot of students then, you know, when you join, uh, you know, university and then you find that there's a SASCO, uh, there's an Afri Forum Youth, uh, there's a DASO, uh, you know, there's the stud- EFF Student Command. Uh, do you see, uh, you know, active politics in this particular space? Are they starting to mobilize uh, as well there on the ground? It's a big, big year. Big year. Uh, this yes, being an yes. election here, uh, Sandhulu.
1: Uh, well, because our university is sort of wants to play by the rules, so now what's happening is that not a lot of movement can be done on campus until the until next week when all the, the stores have been put up to all uh, university kids. So once that weekend arise or uh, from next weekend spot, I think we will see sort of a lot of mobilisation. We'll see a lot of um, uh, polit- uh, poll. Uh, I lost my words. Politicking, <laughs> Yes, yes. We'll see a lot of politicking. We'll see a lot of political mm, parties, yeah. um, youth political parties coming out and mobilizing. But what we do see a lot happening is the IEC. The IEC has a lot of representation on the ground, which is, I think, it's the most amazing thing ever. Once, we have, once we've got people to register, and then it's up to the political parties to ensure that they make those people to vote. So I think... That also the university is also looking at from that perspective. That once the the registration process is done, then the political parties need to actually get people to vote. And uh, you also see during the, that weekend, you'll see uh, certain political parties recruiting members and trying to make people join their societies and advocating for the societies. You'll see the EFF. Advocating for its political party, you see the D A, you see the U A T, because we have a range of political parties mm-hmm. on campus, and and the university really allows for any uh, political party to register its um, youth, uh, um, I should say, yes, its youth, um, on on campus, and they should mobilize and recruit as many people as they can, and actually show presence. and I think. More, more often than not, we see them during the registration orientation, also, uh, period as well. Where you see, like, maybe the EFF student command assisting uh, students with accommodation, maybe students who applied but did not apply for accommodation. You see them assisting students with accommodation. You'll also see the aim- the, the the ANC um, students side of things also uh, helping students with accommodation and helping them with registering and also finding proper accommodation because you find that some, especially off-campus accommodations, are not in good standards and no one, no students should live in those um, facilities. But you see these small, you know, these political parties coming, coming together, actually interestingly enough, coming together, working together and helping students to actually... Um, fully registered to become fully registered students and if they have any outstanding um, balances they are able to assist i know certain uh, political party just forgot which one was actually raising funds to help cover the funds of outstanding funds of certain students and also the university uh, hosted last year during the World Cup uh, screening, they hosted uh, we had to buy tickets and the money that was used for tickets, it's the one that paid for uh, spending funds of university students so you, there, there, there is a lot of working together between university as well and also political parties coming together, working together to benefit all the students mm,
0: I mean, it, it's that I, I was trying to just imagine how then uh, the, uh, the, the political parties would want to take advantage of uh, the youth vote uh, because of the fact that uh, we've often had uh, that young people uh, more or less not wanting to uh, go vote. Uh, they're not buying into this politics and they're not interested in uh, forming part of uh, what's going to happen there at the ballot. Uh, so you would uh, want to see then young people uh, being all the focused then shifted to young people in this particular regard. Uh, do we see the IEC uh, there on the ground? I remember uh, there was a uh, the, that voter registration weekend, do we see them there on the ground around those kind of sessions to try by all means to push for voter education or even encourage young ones to vote here in terms of what their mandate is as an organisation?
1: Yes, yes, the IEC is present on campus, um, especially because they know the busy sides of campus, that's where they're present and then that's where they actually encourage students because they are the future to actually register to vote and you also, I know the university hosts what I think this year they're going to try to do it twice. Uh, voter education sessions, whereby they call all political party leaders. I think in the previous year, we had the likes of Musima coming to campus and just speaking about the importance of voter education. So you, the university is also doing that. Uh, worth uh, worth working together with other political parties, of course, and just inviting all political party leaders and informing and encouraging young people to actually go out, register to vote. The IEC is also part of that voter education conversation and emphasizing on the importance that it is important for you to register to vote cause you won't vote if you don't register. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a lot of movement by the IEC. It's trying, It's you, you see the visibility, you see people or IC officials go out confronting students while walking around, saying, "Hey, are you registered to vote? We can help you register to vote. It's quick and easy. It doesn't take a lot of time. If you have your ID or whatsoever, we can easily help you." So the, there is a lot of presence, and of course, with the voter education, uh, the voter registration weekends as well. We also we also saw that it contributed a lot into raising the IC. Uh, the voter registration roll numbers, so yeah, there is a lot of presence on cam- a lot of presence on campus and i'm actually glad to see that there is a IEC's presence on campus mm-hmm. just i think it's a little bit late for that, but there's still time there's still time has not announced a date yet, mm-hmm. so um, yeah there's still time for people to just continue register to vote register to vote but in, i don 't know because it's something that I had the the, the, the i i think it's the CEO mentioning that we just our work is to inform people to register to vote. And then the voting part, then that's where the political parties come in and they are the ones who are responsible to actually educate mm-hmm. the um, the people, South African citizens to vote. But I think they also play a role as the IEC that actually you do not only end at registering, you actually need to go out and vote because then it's pointless for you to register and increase the voter's role and not actually vote. Because for you to register, you for you to you register to vote, so you, you can't take one step and then not do the following steps. So it's a process that uh, I think the IEC also has to play part and not leave all the work to the political parties.
0: And I also wanted to come in there, late to just find out from you around just the sentiments from young people. Do you see them uh, just buying into this process? Do you think it's going to, as we then see political parties coming into the space to encourage them, is it going to be an easy uh, process here, or there's a mammoth of a task uh, that lies ahead? Uh, young people are not interested, uh, you know, in 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 this particular uh, process. Uh, what is the sentiment? Do you see them? Uh, do you hear them uh, just excited about? Uh, the fact that it's an election year? Uh, do you see them concerned about uh, what Sona, what the president said there in Sona? Uh, do you see them as easygoing? I, I'd rather just go grab a beer, uh, you know, and <laughs> then we talk about soccer and what came mm-hmm. out of the AFCON and everything else in between uh, then, or whatever latest book that I'm reading here yeah. uh, compared to me worried about the fact that there's a new formation called MK. Uh, maybe we need to start an MK student a body and something like that, something that would come and sh- sh- shape uh, the politics of the student community. Uh, do, you, do you see young people really, uh, you know, finding or getting interest or just interested in, in the politics of the day?
1: Uh, the are tired. I have to say that a lot of pintsuolos are tired. Um, they are they, they, exhausted. I think what I'm seeing is it's confusion confusion than understanding because it's a confusion of yes i know that it's election year yes i know that i need to register to vote but what do i vote for as much as we say we score for choice everyone is asking me the same i think a lot of in my circle especially they ask me what should what do you think we should vote for and i think i keep telling them i can't tell you what to vote for but you need to understand you need to find a right party and but a lot of things that i said i also believe it's that as much as we spoiled for choice the 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 choice is not it's not appetizing you know it's like you you there's a snack but you don't have an appetite for that snack mm-hmm. it's, it's it's that that's the conversation that's on the ground that we, we are tired of certain things that are happening in our country we do see certain things that are happening in our country some say okay we do see them but we rather vote for the ANC and because we believe that they will better our country but a majority of them are saying we want to vote but we don't know what to vote for we we want to vote we registered to vote but where do we start we don't even know some of the these political parties there's over i don't know how many number of them but we don't know them we don't know what they do it just shows also that political parties are not really getting to young people they just they just use Old media as their form of communication to the South African citizen, and I think it's something that they should look into. Know how to get to young people. Young people are on social media. You posting on social media, it's not connected. It's not enough. You need to get into uh, spaces that um, where young people engage. For instance, podcasts. There's a lot. Of, a lot of my peers who watch podcasts. I don't watch podcasts. I don't know. I just maybe I just like radio too much, but a lot of young people just watch podcasts and they enjoy podcasts and if political parties go into that space and they inform young people about what do they stand for maybe young people can actually oh my i keep saying young people like i'm not young. Yeah, maybe my peers um can then decide whether to 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 or know what right party to vote for but a lot of conversation that's being on uh, Conversation that I'm hearing, I believe that we're having different conversation in different cases, but a lot of conversation that's standing out for me, it's a thing of, we are registered to vote, or some say we want to register to vote, but we don't know what to vote for, we really, we are, we are stuck, we don't know where to, the way forward, there's, as much as we say young, some young people want young people to lead, but but then you look at the quote-unquote young people who are there, huh, not so much, and they don't also inspire confidence to be honest, so I'm yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky situation. Pentualos are confused, and I am the Benzolo who's confused as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Sandile, yeah, my brother, have you registered to vote?
1: <laughs> uh, it only my first time voting, so yeah, I'd <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, As
0: long as you've registered to vote, yes, uh, that's yes. all uh, that matters. Sandile, uh, you know, it's always lovely speaking to you. It was meant to be 30 minutes. We stretched mm-hmm. it, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad that we did because I think through our conversation here, we've managed to touch uh, young people and kind of mm-hmm. try to convince mm-hmm. them of how important then we find ourselves as a country right now. And we've managed to convince them uh, that, you know, It's yeah. You can be a first year. Uh, One moment you're going through R and O, and then the next you are a senior like a Sandile. So (laughs) it's possible. It's possible. But but please do take care of yourself, man. And let's touch base. You know, I I love student matters, and often get excited when I see that we're going to be talking student issues. So Mm -hmm. let's you know keep up with that momentum as we go into the elections as well. Going to uh, be hearing what the minister of, of uh, you know, finance is going to be saying next yes. week in his budget uh, so we're hoping that uh, he too, you know, he's kind uh, to those mm-hmm. in the higher education space and we tend to see support uh, for uh, the young ones. I want us to leave it here, Sandile. Thank you very much, Mona, for your time.
1: Uh, Thank you so much, Katra. Thank you for the opportunity. I think it's great to continue having these conversations and educating young people about the importance of voting and we also need to get the voices of students out there
0: yeah no most definitely yeah let's let's let's, let's break uh, when we come back uh, we go into the last hour of the show but yeah thank you so, so
1: much
0: sure. Sandile Matlangu, uh, coming through from the northwest university there's a senior
1: you've been listening
0: to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts